If you would, take your Bibles this morning to turn to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. As we stand in honor of the reading of God's Word, the title of my message is, I am somebody because God don't make no junk. Now I know we just talked about graduation, that maybe isn't grammatically correct, ain't grammatically correct, but we're going to talk about that and where I get that from in just a few minutes. Luke chapter 5, in verse 27, this is the call of Matthew, and you say, why aren't you using Matthew's gospel? I want to look at one specific addition here that Dr. Luke included, and we'll get to that here in just a few minutes. In verse 27 it says, after this, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector named Levi, also known as Matthew, sitting at the tax office. And he said to him, follow me. Say, follow me. There we go. I don't think Jesus said it that way. Say, follow me. There we go. So leaving everything behind, in all the other synoptic gospels, we see that it says leaving, he just got up and followed. But notice how Dr. Luke includes, so leaving everything behind, he got up and began to follow him. Verse 29, then Levi hosted a grand banquet for him at his house. And there was a large crowd of tax collectors and others who were guests with them. But the Pharisees and their scribes were complaining to his disciples. Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Other translation referred to them, the Pharisees said, scum. Okay? Verse 31, Jesus replied to them, The healthy don't need a doctor, but the sick do. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you've blessed us with. And God, you have truly blessed us, most of all, with your son Jesus. And God, today he's calling us through the power of the Holy Spirit's conviction to follow him. And so today, God, if there's anyone here in this place that hasn't come to that point, that point of surrender, where we surrender from the inside out everything that we are, all of our possessions, all of our heart, to follow you. So God, today I pray if there's anyone here that needs you, and God, we all need you, Anybody here that needs Jesus to be their Savior, may they pick up their cross and follow Him. And God, we just thank You for all of the graduating seniors, the college graduates, Lord, all of what is happening in the lives of our young people here in this church and all around this community. Lord, we pray that they would commit their whole lives to You for Your glory and for Your sake. And we ask all these things in Your name. Amen. I am somebody... Because God don't make no junk. I can remember growing up in my dad's first church back at Collier Baptist down in Oglethorpe County. It was a little Sunday school room there that was near his office. And I passed the door often going to my dad's office and a photocopied picture of a little boy doing this. Everybody do that face this morning. We've got to wake up. It's, it's rainy. Everybody go like this with me. All right, And he had two thumbs up, and it said, I am somebody because God don't make no junk. Now, I don't know about you this morning, but I'm going to embrace that. All right, I hope that you all this morning are embracing the fact that God has created you with a purpose. Graduating seniors, you think about what is ahead of you. The sky's the limit. And mom and dad would agree, and all the people that here 
at this church that have can't wait to see what God life that have spoken truth and encouragement into your life, graduating seniors. They can't wait to see what God is going to do with his masterpiece that is your life. So we know this morning that we're not junk. Adults, this morning, you're not junk. Anybody that's yet to graduate, guess what? God created you with a purpose, knitted you together in your mother's womb, and has something great for you in store. So God don't make no junk. You know, when he was walking down the road that day and he saw Levi there collecting taxes, he was making his way through this area, calling on the disciples. And why I love uh, Luke's gospel is because if you notice and go back as he called those fishermen, they left, they dropped their nets, left everything, and followed Jesus. Then we see it here again with the tax collector. He left everything and immediately followed Jesus. See, Jesus was asking What's going to be your answer? Are you going to follow me? I think about as we look at Jesus' calling of the disciples, he saw great potential in these young men that were just fishermen. I think about those brothers, those sons of thunder, who probably liked to fight. He called them. I think about that young man named John that was a teenager that he called and said, follow me. And look at what God did to change the world through these men. Look at how God used them. And He can use all of us. The question is, are we going to follow Jesus? So He came by this tax collector. And I just want to say that Matthew had to have been miserable as he sat there collecting those taxes. Not a glamorous job. Now you can make a lot of money collecting taxes. You weren't thought well of. But there he sat collecting those taxes, and Jesus said, follow me. And you know what, I want to think that as he was walking down this road, there were other people that he said, follow me, and they kept on doing what they were doing. He went to another person and said, follow me, and they said, well, i got a lot to give up to follow you, Jesus. But he went to old Matthew there, Levi, and he said, follow me, and he said, money aside, Tax collecting aside, I'm going to follow Jesus. So I want to ask you this morning, and we ask ourselves, what exactly does Jesus want from his followers? Well, first, before we can become a follower, we've got to answer this question. What is going to be your answer to this command, to this question that Jesus is asking us today? Are you going to follow him? We want to know that answer. Jesus wants to know that answer about your life. Jesus wants to know that answer about your salvation. Jesus wants to know if you are going to be a child of His. Jesus wants to know, those of you that refer to ourselves as Christians, will we follow Jesus, leave everything else aside, and follow Him? See, that's what Levi did. That's what Matthew did. He had a choice. Leaving everything behind, he got up and began to follow him. And it reminds me of a time in my life. Miss Joni, she's not in here today. She's in the nursery with those little ones. So I can embarrass her, right? But I can remember when it was the day of our engagement. And we went up into the mountains to a place called Preacher's Rock. It's just north of Dahlonega. It's a beautiful overlook, panoramic, beautiful setting. And it was around Christmas time. So we went up, hiked up to this place, and we carried our lunch with us, and we had this picnic lunch on the side of Preacher's Rock, part of the Appalachian Trail. 
And we were looking out over the scene there, and we were enjoying our lunch, and we even Christmas time opened up the Word of God and read the Christmas story together, and we prayed. And I had all this planned out. This is going to work exactly how it's supposed to work. She had no idea. I was nervous for a week getting ready for this big day, hoping that everything would go exactly as planned. And so we were sitting kind of on the edge of the rock, and so it, it had a little fall there, and I thought, now this is my time. We've, we've prayed together, and, and now I'm going to pop the question. I, could, I couldn't wait to see what her answer was going to be. So I spun around, reached in my pocket, like we do guys, popped open, and presented the ring, and I said, will you marry me? And I thought it was going to be an emphatic, yes! And she starts going, <laughs> Tear, ladies, you can relate to this. She was overcome with this emotion. Tears started to flow, and, and they flowed some more, and I'm still on my knee <laughs> with, with the ring open like this, waiting for the answer. So finally I said, so what's going to be your answer? <laughs> and she said, of course it's yes. And I placed the ring on her finger. And the rest is history. Today, Jesus is waiting on you with your answer. It's that simple. We try to make it complicated. We try to, you know, put all the details in line. When I get my life in order, when I finish maybe this degree or I get this job or marry this good girl, whatever it is, we, we want to get it all in line. And all Jesus is saying real simply, follow me. So what's going to be your answer? What's going to be your answer? You see, he not only was calling Matthew to become a follower of him, he was calling him because he saw great potential in him. See, today God sees great potential in every single one of us. I thank God for that. I can remember as a little boy looking at that picture as I would go up and down the hall headed to my dad's office through our church there and saying, yep, that little boy, I am somebody because God don't make no junk, that's me. And I wanted to embrace that. And God's Word, as you look through it, all throughout it, you see where God is calling out people. Not people with great skill, not people with great ability, but people that were ordinary, but God used to make extraordinary for His kingdom. And He can do that in our lives. But we have to answer this question, this command, follow me. So what exactly does Jesus want for us? He wants our answer. The second thing He wants today is for us to live with abandon. If you go back and look here in this Scripture as Matthew just threw it all aside, money and everything, and followed Jesus, it didn't end there for him. This is what I love about a new Christian. See, some of us old callous Christians, we kind of get stale a little bit, don't we? We kind of got over what Jesus did for us, maybe when we were a child. But not Matthew, not old Levi, no. What did he do? He said, guess what, y'all? We having a party. We're calling a grand banquet. And I want all of you to come to my house. I want all of you to come and be here for this great occasion because Jesus is going to be in our presence. Won't you come? Won't you come? And he invited all of his friends. He was there in his house. He had his family and his friends around. And he wanted them to see who Jesus was. He didn't care about... Notice what the old Pharisee said to the disciples. He didn't care about what the Pharisee said. He didn't care about what his other tax-collecting buddies had to say. He didn't care whether the house was clean or not and had everything in order. No, what did he do? He said, come on, let's have a Jesus party. 
Woo, we need to have a Jesus party up in here. Just because it's raining outside. Just because we're sleepy. This morning, we need to have a celebration of Jesus. Thank you, Jeff, for trying this morning. He got the party started, but we're going to have a Jesus party. Do we care enough about Jesus to celebrate Him wherever we are and wherever God's placed us? I think get a little like yawn in here. Are you talking to me this morning? Let's wake up. See, Matthew there, is, it, it didn't stop with just him saying, yes, I'm a follower of Jesus. He lived it out. That's what it's going to be. When you talk about embracing your faith, we can give graduates stacks of books every year. We can give them Bibles. All of us, if we refer to ourselves as Christians, we must live out these things that God has given us in His Word. See, Matthew, he was willing to live with abandon. Didn't care about what was going on around him. It was a great banquet. This was his platform Many of you have platforms that Pastor Robbie and I would never have. Mission fields that Pastor Robbie and I do not have access to. I tell my students this and our youth group all the time. You have access in your public school that I will never have. To stand and be bold in your face and reach your whole school for the good news gospel of Jesus Christ. Some of you in your workplace, you're the only ones that have authorization to be in that plant or to be in that office, or to be in that medical facility. That's your platform. Will you have a Jesus party? Will you have a grand banquet? Will people see that, hey, they are a follower of Jesus Christ. I wish they would be quiet. Can you imagine Matthew when he's going down the street inviting people, come to the banquet, come to the banquet, let's go, let's do it. We're going to find out who this Jesus is. He was willing to live with abandon. You know, when I think about that, I know Levi Matthew began to realize what was most important in the world. And that is Jesus. He realized that. And we need to revisit that. We need to understand that. We need to realize that, maybe for the first time, that Jesus is the most important thing. Period. Exclamation point. You know, I... I, I'll have to tell my mother-in-law and my mom to maybe close their ears on this one. But we had a church trip uh, back in the wintertime where we went up to Snow Mountain at Stone Mountain. Now, this is like somebody kicked over an anthill of people, okay? There's people everywhere, all over the place, that are coming to slide on a piece of snow about as wide as this center aisle right here. So y'all know what kind of winter we had. Well, we kind of buddied up all of the kids, you know, made sure there were big kids with little kids. We had adults with them in line, and, and we're making sure that we're watching. My mother-in-law's back here shaking her head like me. I knew it. They don't watch them as good as I do. <laughs> so we, last time I checked, I have four kids, and so many times we have to count off in the car. We have to make sure and check that we don't have an empty car seat or anything in the car. So we're making sure everybody's counted for, and then all of a sudden the group that Sadie Brooke was supposed to be in, I'm sorry, this is preacher confession, was supposed to be in, she wasn't there, okay? Well, 
is she with so-and-so? No. Well, did you see her go with this adult? No. Um, some of you are like, I'm canceling kids camp right now. Here we go. <laughs> um, well, where's Sadie Brooke? And we're, they're all like, I don't know. And so immediately her mother is like, where in the world is Sadie Brooke? She's finding out all over Stone Mountain Park. I'm all over Stone Mountain Park trying to find Sadie Brooke. We're looking for Sadie Brooke, and I'm thinking the worst, right? As a parent, you think the worst. Oh, no, we've lost the child. And so you're just like, she could be gone. And, and it was a very scary occasion for literally it seemed like hours, but I know it had to be no more than five minutes. Um, so we're like trying to find her all over this place. There's kids everywhere. There's people everywhere. We're looking everywhere. And all of a sudden, the only thing that mattered at that very moment was finding my daughter. I didn't care who I asked. I didn't care what line I busted through. I didn't care uh, whose tube I knocked over or whose kid I dumped out to see if they were in there. But at that very moment, I wanted to find my child. Whatever it took, you've probably been there. Don't act like you're a perfect parent. <laughs> you're looking for your child. And so finally, we found her. We found her, but at that moment, you know that feeling. You say, all that matters right now is if I find my child. Whatever it takes. If I have to shut down the park, I'm finding my child. You know, when we think about what is the most important thing, are we willing to shut it all down? That tax collecting booth that Matthew was sitting at was shut down. Money stopped flowing. His life changed immediately, and all that mattered was following Jesus. Live with abandon. That's what Jesus, we think there's a lot of things in our lives that are high priority, but when it comes down to life and death, all that matters is if our family and our friends and those we have influence with know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. That's life's purpose. If God's left us here, on this earth, and we're a child of God, that's our purpose, is to impact this world for His glory and His kingdom. So Jesus wants our answer, number one. That's where it all begins. second thing, He wants us to live with abandon. Celebrate Him. Realize it's the most important thing. It's life or death. Third thing, though, that He wants us from us is for Him to allow us to bless our abilities. He wants to do that in our lives. He wants... To bless our abilities. Truett Cathy, the founder of Chick-fil-A, real practical, wouldn't you say? My family and I have stock in Chick-fil-A. But if you read his material, I love to read it, Pastor Robbie, anything that he was able to put out before his death. Listen to this. He said, to take advantage of unexpected opportunities, we must leave ourselves available. Are you available this morning for God to use your abilities? Is your schedule so jam-packed of things that mean what you feel like is important, so jam-packed that there's no room for what's the most important thing? Are we making ourselves available so that God can bless our abilities this morning? You think about 
Matthew, as he was called, out by Jesus, and how God used a tax collector to be an evangelist. And it says here that he was one of the 12 disciples. That's obvious. Responded immediately to Jesus' call. That's bold. Invited many of his friends to his home to meet Jesus, living with abandon. But listen how God even used his skill set. Are you ready? A tax collector who pays attention to detail. He was a great record keeper that compiled what? The gospel of Matthew. He clarified for his Jewish audience and all of us that Jesus was and is the fulfillment of Old Testament prophecies. And through all of that, God used those abilities for over thousands of years for him to be an evangelist. He could have sat right there at that tax collecting booth for his whole life, lived to be a rich man, but left nothing worth anything in eternity. Yet he left everything behind and followed Jesus. And God blessed his abilities. And he wants to do that. Now, I don't want to stand here this morning and this to be, Pastor Robbie, this gospel of if you follow Jesus, all your problems will go away. But God wants to use his greatest creation for his glory. The question is, is it's our choice, my choice, your choice. Are we going to surrender that and make ourselves available? Are we going to surrender that and make ourselves available? You go back and read with me here in verses 31 to 32. It says, Jesus wants to use us to reach people with the gospel for his kingdom and his glory. And it says, Jesus replied to those old Pharisees that thought they had it all figured out in a culture today that feels like they have it all figured out. Look at what Jesus said. The healthy don't need a doctor, but the sick do. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Will you bow with me this morning? As you sit there in your seat, I want you to think about as we sing songs many times, and Jeff explained to us the magnitude, the impact of lyrics. But I want you to listen to these words. I love the way the newsboys put it. In their song, Live With Abandon, it says, as you close your eyes and listen this morning, it says, Chasing after this world makes me tired. Praising my own name leaves me dry. There's got to be so much more to life than this. A higher calling that I missed. I want my life to count every breath. I'll drop everything to follow you. It's only your hands I hold on to. There's got to be so much more to life than this. A higher calling that I missed. I want my life to count every breath. I want to live with abandon. Give you all that I am. Every part of my heart, Jesus. I place in your hands. I want to live with abandon. And here's where the choice comes in. As you sit there and reflect on your life, as you sit there and reflect on your eternal destination, can you say without regret, I'm not looking back 
I'm done with that. I want to give you all I have. You know, as I think about that grand banquet, I can't help but think of the eschatological connection, end times connection, that that paints for us. That marriage supper of the Lamb, when we sit there at the table of Jesus, will you be seated at that table? Do you have a place reserved for you in the presence of Jesus in eternity? Have you answered the call? Follow me. Are you a child of God this morning? Have you been saved? If not, what are you waiting on? It's the most important thing. For those of us that have already made that decision, are you living with abandon? Have you given him all that you have? Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you've done through your son Jesus. God, we thank you that Jesus is our Savior. God, if there is anyone here today that feels the presence of the Holy Spirit's conviction, calling them out to follow Jesus, God, I pray that they would be saved in this place today from their sins, from eternal separation from Jesus. God, for those of us, whether we're graduating from high school, an adult and a child, whatever it is, God, help us today to live with abandon. Realize what's most important. Make ourselves available so that you can use us for your glory and your kingdom. So, Lord, today I pray that God's people would commit and recommit their lives to your cause. For it's in your name we pray.